Welcome, welcome, welcome. When it comes to marketing, it is so easy to fall prey to information overload. You may be able to resonate. It can be overwhelming. Are you facing any of these problems? Your marketing isn't working and you are not sure why. You are unsure of what marketing tactics make the most sense for you right now. You are struggling to identify your ideal clients and how to reach them. You are making common and avoidable marketing mistakes. Stay tuned to have all of these questions answered and brought in more clarity to at least a new perspective from today's guest, Tim Fitzpatrick. He is here to share his lessons from over 20 years in entrepreneurship, teach you many things, including the three fundamental marketing secrets to stop wasting your time and money so you can take your business to the next level and so much more. With that, I want to welcome you back to That Entrepreneur Show. I am your host, Vincent A. Lancey. You can learn more about me at Vincent A. Lancey on all social media, YouTube, or my website, vincentalancey.com. Before I bring Tim on, we will learn how he podcasts. Tim, please share with my audience, which platform do you stream your shows through? Uh, Stitcher. What is your favorite part about Stitcher? I must ask because I'm not familiar uh, with it. You know what, man? I don't know. I, I just downloaded it onto my phone and started using it. I heard somebody mention it. Um, you know, I wasn't using some of the more popular ones uh, that are out there. So I just downloaded it. Seems to work. So I don't want to go back and re-download all the shows and all that stuff. So I just keep using it. I love that answer and a message to any fellow podcasters out there. Be sure to stream your show across as many platforms as you can. I know I stream on Stitcher. Otherwise, I wouldn't have had the chance to connect with Tim. <laughs> when in the day do you find yourself listening to these shows on Stitcher? Oh, man, you know what? It varies. It's not consistent at all. Um, and actually, with the pandemic, I have actually been listening to less podcasts than I was before. Um, and that's primarily because I listen to podcasts when I'm in the car. And so I wasn't driving nearly as much. Um, but when I'm in the car, if it's just me, I'm listening to a podcast. Very interesting for me, too. My podcast consumption went down. For me, it was because I got so much busier during COVID, especially in the beginning where this podcast was still kind of new. December 2019, here comes COVID. But <laughs> all of the entrepreneurs who weren't only working from home were suddenly available. They suddenly had openings on their calendar. So I was working around their calendars and the first season, there were so many episodes in the first few because I was sitting down with so many entrepreneurs. And now, like we spoke about before the show, we've been able to carry this show out quite a bit by getting guests like you all the way out in Colorado today. So Florida to Colorado, we yes. learned how Tim podcast. It's all over throughout the day. It's on Stitcher. It's in the car. If it is your first time joining us, each week since December 2019, I have interviewed the founder of a company or brand to share what worked for them, what they needed to improve on, and all of their learning lessons along the way right here on this show. There are also bonus episodes for you to enjoy where I bring back previous guests who are making headlines. You never know which motivational journey will inspire you most. Tim is an entrepreneur and business owner with expertise in marketing and business growth. As you can guess, I'm sure from my introduction, over 20 years of entrepreneurial experience with a passion for developing and growing businesses. That's what his testimonial will do for this show right here today. 
This has served him well in operating and managing a wholesale distribution company he co-owned for nine years. The company grew an average of 60% per year before being acquired in 2005. Since then, he's had failures and successes that have been valuable learning experiences. What are here today to talk about? Rialto Marketing, 2013, he founded this, and it's been helping service businesses simplify marketing so they can grow with less stress, something we can all use in our lives. I'm excited to learn your journey, Tim. Thank you for joining the show, Mr. Tim Fitzpatrick. Thanks for having me, Vincent. I'm uh, excited to be here and excited to dig into this. Me as well. Would you mind introducing yourself to our audience before we dive into business talk? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you uh, you obviously talked about a, a lot of my experience, but, uh, you know, um, outside of business, you know, I was born and raised in Northern California in the Bay Area. Uh, moved to My wife and I moved to the Denver area in 2008, and uh, we've been here ever since. I have two, two girls uh, that are 11 and 10, and uh, man, I love being outside. My bike, paddleboarding, hiking, skiing, uh, that's my jam, so... Colorado is a great place to be. I just visited Denver actually a few weeks ago for the, as we're recording this, the Jets had played there. I went there for a tough loss to say the least, not one point was put up, <laughs> but I got to do some sightseeing as well. I enjoy riding the bike to recover with my leg injury, but in Florida, it's very, very hot. You have to go very early in the morning. And yes, that's sometimes it's fun because it gets your day going in a different way than just the gym and you get to take in all of the great effects from nature, the sounds, all the fresh yeah. air. So I love where your head's at. And Tim, we're now going to dive into what led you to becoming an entrepreneur. What led you to founding your first company? So, um, I, you know, Vincent, growing up, I was not like super entrepreneurial. I was very disciplined, very driven. You know, I wanted to excel in whatever I was doing. But when I, um, when I graduated from college, I, you know, I was a math major. I had no idea what I wanted to do. My, uh, my dad had been an entrepreneur for a long time. He was a manufacturer's rep. So, so for those that don't know what that is, he was basically a middleman. He would take orders from retailers, send them out to the factories, and he'd, he'd make commission on that, right? So he was, he was basically a salesperson for the manufacturers, um, helping them sell their products and get, get it out into retail. A couple of years before I graduated from college, my dad started a wholesale distribution company that was very similar and affiliated with his rep company. Um, he had a partner in that business. And for the first two years, he was using rep company um, employees for both companies. And when I graduated, I knew he needed a little bit of help. And I said, look, I, I have no idea what the hell I want to do, um, but I know you need some help. So if you're open to it, I'd love to help you for the summer. Give It'll help you out. It'll give me some time to interview for some jobs and figure out what the heck I wanted to do. So he said, yeah, absolutely. So I did that. I interviewed for a couple of jobs. Um, nothing was really, you know, just resonating with me. And at the end of the summer, I was like, I'm loving this. I don't want to do anything different. I, I'm learning a ton. It's, it's exciting. It's changing all the time. I was the first full-time employee, so I was doing everything. I was wearing all the hats. I was shipping, I was receiving, I was paying bills, you know, I was doing sales, all of that. And at the end of the summer, I said, look, I would like to continue doing this if you are interested. And, you know, there's a little, obviously a little bit of nepotism there, right? Uh, but 
He said, absolutely. So I was very fortunate to get involved. I was also very fortunate that my dad gave me a ton of autonomy. Um, he knew that I was driven. He knew that I would get stuff done. So he did his rep company thing. We spoke strategically about what was happening in the distribution company, but day to day, I just did my thing. Um, and eventually I became a partner. We had multiple partners in the business. Um, you know, but so that's how my journey got started. Uh, I kind of fell into it, but once I fell into it, I just could not do anything else. You were learning from the ground up. You were learning every part of being an entrepreneur for when you got on your own one day into a separate company, which we're going to talk about in just a bit. Another learning lesson there is from his father. He mentioned where he gave him the autonomy. It is very hard to delegate and trust who you're delegating to because you think you could do everything yourself as an entrepreneur, but you do have to let go sometimes. Now I want to transition with you to your current business now, Rialto. All those learning lessons you learned there, I'm sure went right to get you jump started here and attribute that to your success. Absolutely. Um, I would still tell you, man, I've made plenty of mistakes. Um, you know, we, we all make mistakes. I don't think as an entrepreneur, you are constantly learning. And, and so you just continue to get better and better and better. Um, you know, so look, I, man, I still make mistakes. We make them all every the time. day. Yeah. All the time. Um, I think the key as an entrepreneur is you just need to learn from those so that you don't make the same mistakes over and over again. That's what it is. There's no textbook for entrepreneurship, no blueprint. <laughs> it's just, you go out there and do it. Most likely you're going to get it wrong, fix it. You have to even look at cold messaging, cold networking, similar to how we connected. And no one wants to do these tedious tasks, but that's the only thing that really keeps me going. You have to look at Major League Baseball. If you're not a baseball fan, if you hit 300 based on other things as well, of course, yes. that's considered like a Hall of Fame career. That's a that's an all-star career. That's failing 70% of the time. Yeah. That's, a, that's a lot of failure to be considered one of the best in the business. And yep. Failure is just a very big part of our business as an entrepreneur. What is one of your greatest failures or lessons learned? Um, you know, gosh, I've, I've learned a lot of them. Um, but I would say I'll, I'll bring up a couple. Um, one is this kind of is relevant to what we just covered. But as entrepreneurs, it is very difficult because we don't know what we don't know. And so a lot of times we just jump into things. And if you don't have the self-awareness to be able to stop yourself and go, you know what, am I really the best person to be doing this? Or do I need to get outside eyes, some guidance um, so that I can bring into view what I don't know? Um, and I have plenty of times I have wasted time and money um, because I didn't know what I didn't know. And I went down it and I learned the lesson the hard way. There are plenty of people out there to help you get outside eyes. You just need to have the wherewithal to, to do it, to get out there and ask for that help, which leads me to my second point, which is I early on, especially I'm getting much better at it, but early on, I really struggled with asking for help. You know, it was, I, I saw it as kind of a sign of weakness when in reality, it's, it's the exact opposite. If, if you're willing to ask for help, you you're showing strength humility. And most people that you ask for help, uh, if you're asking the right people for help, they are more than willing to help you. 
all people are always willing to help people. I shouldn't say always, but like you said, most likely they may not always be in the position to buy something from you as much as they may want to. But if you're asking for some advice, most people will pay it forward. Everyone on their journey has been helped by someone one way or another. You cannot do everything on your own. Yeah. You have to recognize that you have strengths, but you also have weaknesses. And to turn those weaknesses more over to the strength side, you have to network, you have to grow, you have to learn from other people who are doing it well. In entrepreneurship, you can always learn from someone. What would you say to our audience to help them out? The two most difficult parts of being an entrepreneur are for you and how they can learn from that. Well, um, that kind of goes back to what I just touched on, right? There, look, there are so many different difficult things about being an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. uh, if it was easy, everybody would do it and they don't. Um, but for me, the two most difficult things are getting the outside eyes, right? It's very difficult to think objectively about our business because we're in it. We can't see the forest through the trees. Mm -hmm. So we have to get outside eyes so that we can bring into view what we don't know and what we need to know to be successful. Um, and then just for me, like I said, not asking for help early on um, was that definitely, I took some, some bumps and bruises that I didn't need to take. I just needed to be willing to get out there and ask the right people for help. So, you know, as you touched on, it's like, man, we, we can't get to where we want to by ourselves. Nobody does this by ourselves. Even, even if you are a solar solopreneur, you still have people that are helping and supporting you. And uh, we need to be open, open-minded enough to, to know that, man, we don't have all the answers and we need to ask for help when we run into those roadblocks. Very well said. As a solopreneur, of course, I've had interns here and there, but you have to still get out there, find yourself a mentor. I have several mentors and I think it's very key to have mentors who are who have strengths in different areas. So that way, when you have different situations come up, you have different people to go to, go to local rotary clubs, local networking clubs. These are things that I do to grow my business. And since then, again, a lot of failure, quote unquote, knows, but along the way, I've had a lot of yeses and I've networked with a lot of people. For me, I'm trying to get in front of nonprofit organizations, principals, superintendents, because that's my market. Teachers are great. Networking with decision makers is something that can change your life. It's changed my life. And I have some really big announcements that will be early 2022, end of 2021. So stay tuned. Now we're about to delve a little deeper into today's guest brain. Who would you choose to speak with if you could talk to any entrepreneur, dead or alive? Yeah, this one was a great question, man. I had a hard time really honing in on this because there are so many great entrepreneurs, past and present. But one of the first ones that came to mind is... Uh, present, which is Gary Vaynerchuk um, from VaynerX. Um, if you're not familiar with him, he's, you know, he's got started with uh, his, yeah, there you go, crush it. So that's one of his books. Um, I, you know, what I find is people either really, re he really resonates with people or he just, he turns people off. Well, he keeps it real. He, he's very, he, he just tells he's, how it is. Yeah, he, he tells it how it is. Here's, here's why I chose him uh, for this question. Um, there are a couple things that I really respect about him. One, he has been very consistent with his message for years. He has been talking about the same thing for years. So he, he knows what he's good at. He knows where he, he, where he excels and what he believes in. And he just talks about that over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. um, and I really respect that about him. The other thing that I think 
he is he is definitely in the top tier right now at is understanding what the consumer really wants. He is he is on it the vast majority of the time when it comes to trends and what's happening in the market. Um, and that's that's one of the main reasons why I follow him mm-hmm. now and why I listen to his stuff because Look, we're all great at certain things. I am not great at spotting where the next things are headed. And I think he's very good at that. He's very good at that. Learning from others. Again, if you're not excelling in an area, just learn from the people who are the best in the business. They'll teach you. Of course, Gary V, tactical advice you just mentioned and big Jets fans. So, you know, I'm a fan of that. (laughs) But if you could pick any place in the world to sit down with Gary V, where are you going? Oh, man. That's a really good question. Um, you know what, man? I The last trip that I really went on when I flew on a plane before the pandemic, we went to Kauai, which is one of my favorite spots. Um, I would love to sit down with him there on the beach and just uh, have a conversation. Excellent. I, I definitely prepare a really good list of questions that I wanted to ask him. You'd have to do due diligence before that opportunity because it could certainly change your life if you like something yes. you said. And before we get into the spotlight story this week, we're going to find out what's next from today's guest. What do you have on the horizon? Well, um, for me, I'm still working on getting Rialto marketing to where I want it to be. You know, Vincent, as you mentioned, we're working primarily with service-based businesses. We help them get those fundamentals of marketing in place. You know, your target market, your messaging, and having a plan of how you're going to get that message in front of those people. Mm -hmm. So many people skip it and they waste time and money. So we help them get those things in place and then help them manage that plan. I need to get my business to a place where it is not as dependent on me as it currently is. Once it it is at that place, um, then I will have the time to invest in other businesses, which is what I intend to do. Because there are so many businesses out there, small businesses out there that people, they want to, owners want to get out. I intend to find those owners who want to get out, find businesses that have been under-marketed and take the system that we use, plug it in and grow those businesses. That's the goal. I right now, for me, I am the face of pretty much everything, including on one of my books. I am the face of it. And that's okay because there are some things behind the scenes for products where they product will obviously do the work. I don't have to provide the service. The books do that as well right now. The podcasts do that as well. It's a very exciting time for you, and I'm grateful to put you on right now because eventually we'll have to catch up and hear about how everything is from when you got to delegate everything and be more hands-off. But as I mentioned just a second ago, it is time for the Spotlight Story. If it's your first episode here, each week I share the entrepreneurial journey of a fellow business owner, founder of a company or brand to inspire you and get a new perspective. That's what we have our guest here for today. And as we have an all-star marketer here, We're going to share the story of Larry Kim, who many of you will know the name, but if not, he is the, he has received marketer of the year awards from search engine land, us search awards, PPC hero. And I'm sure there's some more, but the title of the article is one that got me reading Larry Kim, an engineer turned entrepreneur and the richest PPC expert. It was during the dot-com bubble when software companies were, as the article puts mushrooming everywhere. He looked to capitalize on this opportunity and created his own software development agency. He narrowed in on search engine marketing activities as a business owner and soon after created his own software for SEM, 
which is search engine marketing to make it an easier process. Trying to streamline something I see, and he is best known for his expertise in that area, search engine marketing. I'd like to include this part of the write-up where he says, even that a small amount of ad spend, like $50, can generate tens of thousands of clicks along many unexplored opportunities. He led an early stage startup to become one of the most successful businesses in the whole country. And get this, the company grossed greater than $30 million in revenue in 2016. This company has more than 120 employees and thousands of satisfied customers. I also learned he decided to develop, develop software to assist customers with PBC advertising and keyword management, but the software additionally helped him with his SEO consulting work. Over time, it turned out that the software business became more valuable than his consulting venture. And then this led him to focus on building his new company with venture capital. You got to start from somewhere, Tim, and he did too. His yes. WordStream blog attracts roughly 1 million visitors per month. Talk about a reach. As a marketer, fellow marketer, what do you like best about this journey? Uh, you know, there was a couple things that um, stuck out. One is when you were talking about his WordStream blog and how he's got a million visitors. Uh, man, patience and long-term thinking is so important, I think, to your success mm -hmm. as an entrepreneur. And man, if he didn't have that, there's an, um, it takes years to build a blog that has a million visitors a month. Uh, I, I mean, imagine. unless you already have an existing following that you're transferring, uh, that takes patience and long-term thinking. Um, the other thing that stuck out to me about his story was how open he was to, to the journey, right? He wasn't forcing something paddling upstream, right? He had a consulting company. He had this software development company and he was floating downstream. And all of a sudden, man, it looked like, boy, this, uh, this uh, software development thing is going to be a better opportunity than my, my consulting company. And he just chose to take that path in the river. He wasn't fighting it. He just, he let the journey take him where it was going to take him. I want to thank you so much for that specific perspective. As much as we want certain things in life, it's important to not force things or will never come to fruition as large as it could be. Follow your passion and there will be a way to the river, as you put, that goes the right way. And I also want to thank you very much for taking the time to sit down with my audience today. I not only like the analysis you provided right there, but also how you stressed the learning lessons you provided. You stressed failure, failure, failure. And then now look where it's brought you. You've combined all of those lessons. I've liked Gary V and why you chose Gary V. And of course, the beginning of your entrepreneurship journey, it wasn't forced upon you similar to that story. You were right there. You were in that role and you were soaking in every single opportunity from shipping to sales. And now look at you're able to combine all of that together for another successful business. Would you now mind please taking the time to provide your last word? So uh, what I'll leave your audience with, um, a mentor of mine shared with me, I think it's so easy for us to get overwhelmed mm -hmm. as business owners. There's so many different things on our plate um, and we have so many things we want to accomplish, but when we're overwhelmed, we're never going to get to where we want to be. And he, one of the things he shared with me was, look, just focus on the next measurable step that when we can take these large grand visions we have and break them down into the small steps we need to take to get one step closer, 
all of a sudden it doesn't become so overwhelming. It, it becomes very doable. We just focus on one step. What's the next measurable step when I finish that one? What's the next one after that? And just keep putting one foot in front of the other. It's always very well stuck said. with me. Um, and I'm sure that will serve at least somebody in your audience well. Absolutely. Thank you for that last word. Now, how can everybody find you? How can everybody use your services, website, you name it? Cool, man. I, I appreciate that, Vincent. Easiest place is go to our website, which is rialtomarketing.com. That's R-I-A-L-T-O marketing.com. If your listeners want to get some free resources on the fundamentals, that target market, your messaging, creating a plan, go to rialtomarketing.com forward slash that dash entrepreneur dash show. That and I've got a ton of free templates show. there. Okay. Yep. Realtormarketing.com forward slash that dash entrepreneur dash show. Just go there, take advantage of the resources. If you feel like you're getting stuck and you need outside eyes, hit the get a free consult button on our site on that page. And I would be happy to talk to you and help give you some clarity on what those next steps should be for you. If you want to connect with me personally, the best place to do it is LinkedIn, which is in a LinkedIn. I'm at linkedin.com forward slash in and then forward slash Tim P as in Paul Fitzpatrick. Thank you for sharing all that. And for everyone, don't worry. I will have that in the show notes. Just scroll down. You will find a way to get those free resources and get to his website very quickly. Thank you for sharing that, Tim. And while you're all over the internet, we are at that entrepreneur show, except on Twitter. We're at podcast by Lancey. So you have updates from all of my shows. I'm at Vincent A. Lancey on YouTube, social media. Website is vincentalancey.com. My latest book is Mental Health Week. If you have a child in elementary school, it is the go-to resource for a fun story to improve your mental health. It's time to end the show with a quote. This one is from Larry Kim. And this quote challenges you, like today's guest did, to follow something you are passionate about. Why would you create something if not to promote? Thank you for tuning in. And we will see you next week on That Entrepreneur Show. Tim, thank you for stopping by. Thank you.